Welcome to the Cornerstones Pastors Podcast. Pastor Scott here with Pastors Brian and Matt. We're live from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> we are still a respectable 10 to 12 feet away from each other. At the beach. Can you hear the way? <laughs> no, we're, beach. we're in the same <laughs> weird room we're always in. Oh. The room it's with warm the extra today. space. That's right. The room with the with the with all the room that we can. So t- today's episode is on how to thrive. Are are you losing it in your apartment? <laughs> we want to relate to you because we're losing it here. We're losing it. I think I think it was I think it was Amy Carbo who told told me the other day. She's like, you know, I, I was listening to the podcast. I, I was just so encouraged because I, I I felt like like Matt was losing it just like me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Yeah, hold Amy. on though. Was that was that supposed to be like a seagull, like a, like a pigeon? What what was that noise? So everybody, Brian's never been to the beach, so he actually, and I don't know if you can tell by his skin tone. What what did the what did the lady say your skin tone was to match no, your that makeup? That was that was Leslie. Ivory. Oh, Leslie. Leslie. When we shot the video, she had to get makeup for me so I wouldn't look you know shiny or whatever on yeah. my bald head. Yeah. What was that? And and the, the shade was pale ivory, mm-hmm. which for those keeping score means that my skin tone is not just ivory. It's paler than ivory. Yeah, ivory's dark. <laughs> I am whiter ivory, than ivory. Ivory's too dark. Ivory has a better tan yeah. than I do. Yeah. And, we weren't, and, and this is not about, you know, this is not a discussion today about race. We're actually talking about the fact that Brian has never been to the beach, and that's evidence <laughs> of that. So, yes, it was a seagull, Brian. So that was a spot on. Like a spot on that was a seagull. You it's just my didn't fault know. for not going yeah. to the beach. You, right. have, yeah. you haven't been to the beach or the Ralph's parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> apparently or Scott's backyard. Scott's backyard. Why too. are they all in the Ralph's parking lot? I don't know. Because there's so many, so many seagulls. Right. We have parrots in my neighborhood. Do you guys have? We do. There's yeah. a whole story about that. Yeah, whole Google thing. Google parrots, West Los Angeles. There's there's a whole story. Yeah, there. I'm not going to do that. Not you. Oh, somebody okay. Should. Somebody should. So the, the the episode today is entitled "How to Thrive in Times of Quarantine." We obviously yeah, are, the, we've got are the guides to get you there. <laughs> really, more than anything, this is kind of a part two. We we just wanted to provide an opportunity to um, follow up the last time we talked about this a little bit more generally. Um, from you know seven weeks of of our experience of your experience, want to just kind of. Talk talk to you a little bit about where where we're all at and and how we can um, continue to both strive to have an ex- eternal perspective in the midst of this and how we can just remember and experience God's grace uh, in moments like this, which is so important. I think we're going to talk a lot about about that. But um, actually, Brian, things have been like a little crazy for you, a little, a little chaotic in your house, One to, could say, say that, to say yeah. the least. Um, and, and Matt, I know things have been crazy for you, but I think, you know, I think, well, for all of us, le- less so than the Brian situation. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys take actually those, like, I want you to, uh, Brian, so I, I get to represent you get crazy. To, you get to represent right. like uh, things are nuts right now. Things are nuts right now. Okay. And, and, and Matt, you get to, you get to, to represent, um, th- things are like abnormal, but the ways that they're hard are actually kind of more subtle, right? Like it's it's it, things aren't completely upside down, but they still seem to be, you know, confusing and difficult. Okay, and I can do that. So I was going to tell you this before we started recording, but then we were telling stories, and now we're here. Here we are. There we go. So what what are some of the ways? I mean, maybe maybe actually, let's just start with your experiences. I, maybe I could have used this caveat afterwards. But what what are some of the ways that the sa- this like safer at home time has been hard that 
what are some of the ways that it's been hard that have surprised you? Yeah, I think there's some subtle ways that it's been hard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so Matt, like what what is like so people can understand like what we're talking about here like, or the context like what is your situation like what stayed the same what's changed like in terms of your day-to-day and that will and I'll, then I'll tell mine and that will maybe help people understand where we're coming from okay um this is beginning very personal this, this is getting very personal we, we don't I, have I, to make it no personal. i so so normally <laughs> i wake up and then there's things to do and I have gripping audio. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, I, I don't know if everyone knows this. I have two jobs. I work here at the church and I work for a family, the family business as well. Um, most of my time is dedicated to the church, but we also have um, about uh, 25% of my time is with the family business. So um, that is the family business is an essential business, but there's a lot changing, a lot of things happening, a lot of laws and things and, um, uh, cautions and care that we're taking with um, employees, a lot of conversations with employees with concerns about their family and different things like that. So it's I've I've kind of in that context have merged into more of like a counseling role in that sense. Um, I'm not going out to the to see people as much. Obviously, we're I'm at home. We come here for Sundays um, and then there's a lot of things going on in the church. There's a lot of um, questions, a lot of uh, people struggling with different things, a lot of emails. I probably have uh, two to three times, I would say, the emails and phone calls that I normally do. Um, Zoom calls and kind of video conferencing is is um, pretty constant. And then there's the, I think the, the other thing that adds the layer of complexity is the, the kids at home and the things at home. Um, just having Nicole now be not just um, mother and uh, you know, wife, but also school teacher, which is extremely hard for a lot of the, the people out there doing that. Um, and we are trying to partner in those ways and I'm trying to be helpful. And this is a shocker. I'm not always helpful. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's news to anybody, but I'm not always helpful. And so that's, that's Nicole keeps sending you to elder meetings and we keep sending you home to Nicole. Yeah. She's like, like, you need to go away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's, she's doing great, but it's hard, I, I would say. So it's really tricky and really totally. hard. And there, and I'm constantly trying to think through what are ways I can be helpful at home while still doing the responsibilities that I have in the different spheres that I have responsibilities. And I would say on top of that, I feel like I'm interacting with my neighbors tons more, which is ironic because everyone's stuck at home. But, um, there's a lot of neighbors. There's a, a neighbor I have who has a small business and was asking me to help figure out some things with the, you know, the small business loan thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, had a lot of questions about that because he's new with technology and those kinds of things. There's tons of, tons of things that have come up with neighbors, um, people needing help, people needing support in different ways. That has been a unique opportunity as well that um, I actually didn't expect. I expected none of that, basically. I expected that to disappear. So that's my situation. Okay, so so given that, what are the things that have surprised you? Like, what are the... What are the parts of this that have been hard? Like, like yeah. So, like, we, we we talked about this maybe a month ago, yeah. right, with everybody, and and cause say what we thought it might be like, but yeah. What's I think the thing that's most surprising to me is how tired I am, even though that maybe shouldn't be surprising in some ways because there's still a lot going on. But like in general, I'm not traveling as much or going out as much or meeting with people face to face as much. 
there's a certain kind of emotional exhaustion from this time that I think layered onto extra responsibilities, being out of routine. And I would say that buildup over seven to eight weeks is um, weightier. Like I thought I would adjust quicker. How about that? I thought I would adjust quicker to a new difficult life. And I don't think I've uh, adjusted as quickly as I would have expected. Mm. So that's a shout out to Amy Carbo again on that, on that one. Yeah, I'm still struggling in that way and it's hard. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So what, yeah, so what about you, Brian? So, um, it, it's, it's very, it, in a way it's similar to what Matt's doing just kind of all, with the volume turned up. Like I feel like we're kind of held together by dental floss right now. Um, the, the, we have, so as Matt has mentioned, I have 45 children. <laughs> no, Actually, somehow in quarantine, he's got 46 now. We're not sure exactly <laughs> yeah, how it happened. happened. So I have, I have five kids, um, nine, seven, five, four, and one. Those are the ages. Um, and so third grade, first grade, preschool, preschool, and then like just, just almost learning to walk. Uh, and so the-, the Benjamin. Ben, Benjamin, and Matt calls him Benjamin. Um, he's going to be jamming when he's walking, man. <laughs> I'll let him know. Um, the, so f- for us, the there's a kind of delicate equilibrium with that many kids. And with certain of my kids, um, for a variety of reasons, they re- they thrive on a lot of structure and interaction and school and things like that. I mean, all kids do that. Adults do that too. But they, in certain unique ways, um, really – things go really off the rails when they don't have that kind of uh, consistency. And so doing homeschooling has been just crazy. Like it was crazy at home regardless um, before. Uh, but this has, there, there's been a lot of uh, tantrums and fights and kind of every, a lot of define, like every other minute there's like something that needs to get handled that feels very, very urgent um, from the kids. And that's on top of like the pastor thing. Um, we're also moving on Saturday, <laughs> so like like packing up the house and not out of state, out. not yeah, not far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like and I'm bringing the family, so <laughs> it's not just me. Um, like down the street. So so uh, and that's involved a lot of questions about the house moving into and like decisions being made about what's going to you know happen there and there's contractors and all these all these things. Um, so that's all kind of conspired to make it so that I'm up till you know midnight or so almost every night i'm being woken up at 6 a.m or earlier um by by the girls uh and trying to get christy some sleep and just generally there's it feels like there's there's a fire that everything you put out one fire there's a few more so that's kind of that's been that's been quarantine for me Mm. um the thing i've been surprised by or the, the things have been hard that are surprising is not so much the being slammed of it uh part of it's similar to matt i'm surprised that uh, that I haven't like adjusted around. I've been able to adjust about most things in life, like in a relatively quick or f- period that feels about right. This feels like it's taking longer. Um, but also I've been, I have been surprised by uh, how often, okay, so if you've said this before, I'm not mad at you, but p- people use the word sanctifying when they're Christians, mm-hmm. just as code for like, oh yeah, it's harder than I thought it would be. It's so like marriage is sanctifying. You know, having kids is sanctifying. It's teaching me about what God's like and all these things. I get that. I have never had that experience personally. I've never been like, wow, this having kids is showing me what God's like. Um, until now, uh, I feel like I've been pushed and prodded to such a degree that I feel like now I'm, I'm, I'm starting to understand 
the the struggle of um of being in a position where you're they're so young they can't appreciate anything you're doing for them mm-hmm. um and normally that's okay because you feel like you're doing a normal amount or a slightly above normal amount and now it everything just feels like there's so much coming um i find myself getting more angry than i thought i i would get at mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and not like you know yelling and screaming or anything but like it's in there i feel mm-hmm. it um and there are times when i feel like i myself just don't have the space or the capacity it's, it's hard to process what you're going through so mm-hmm. it's just that that slow ongoing sense of weight mm-hmm. um that, that comes in so on the on the one hand just to try and box that up into something on the one hand there's sin i'm seeing in myself and there's ways that i'm understanding kind of god in a, in a, in a new way like oh this is actually what it's like when you your love is just very different than mine um and your posture is very different than mine and that's how mine is supposed to grow into um, and on the other hand, it's just a general surprising surprise by the difficulty of how the weight has worn mm. over time. And it's difficult to not have a plan going forward and to not know how this changes in the near term. Totally. So totally. I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, but that's, that's something. No, I think it's, I think it's helpful to, to get the snapshots of just these unique experiences and the varieties of them, right? And I think there's just so many varieties in the midst of, of our church. If, if you were to, Brian, if you were to speak to someone else who's just kind of like, just feels like whether it's because of their family, whether it's because of their particular job or their life situation or even their physical health, like just they, they feel like life's been turned upside down and, um, and it, it's being held together by dental floss. Right. If, if you were to encourage them to, to speak to them, what, what would you want to remind them of kind of in in this moment, like seven or eight weeks in, not like not working towards, you know, sure. things changing radically in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. How would you? How would you yeah, I would them? tell them, um, I mean, a few different things. One, something that I feel like Matt's been pretty good at echoing, even on the podcast. Like there's there's a lot of grace for you right now. There's, this is not a time and, and it, it shows you how often we think that most time is the time for this. I don't know if there ever is a time for this, but this is not a time where you're being evaluated based on your performance. Um, and so it's helpful just to just remind, like, that's not God's posture towards you. And maybe you're realizing that's your posture towards yourself. Um, but that's not, so that that's one reminder. The other is, um, I know you feel like if you just can get through enough put out enough fires, get through enough work, get through enough whatever, and buy some calm that that's where on the other side of those fires, on the other side of all of the to-dos, that that's where some sense of satisfaction or wholeness or peace is. And it's not. Mm. Um, God's with you through the fires, not after them. Mm. Um, and we need to know that. And then ultimately, yeah, like the, the question of the weight, I, I want to tell people getting through this is not where you're going to find peace um that's just not how this works you might feel a sense of normalcy or a sense of control or whatever or relief yeah or or yeah just that sense of like once this there's always that once this is done then and there's some reality to that like it's you know in some ways it will it will free up certain time maybe who knows what's going to happen but there are ways that your life will change and a lot of that will feel better but ultimately that's not god isn't waiting for you on the other side of this to give you comfort he's in it now and if you can't have some sense of that as you're running around, 
um, it's going to be just harder. And so I'd encourage people just, you know, beg, borrow, and steal 30-second moments to remind yourself that God is part of this too, not just after, and that his rest is here now, not just after. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so good. I think it's so helpful. And so, so Matt, if, if you were to encourage someone who maybe like life isn't so upside down that it's like being, you know, held together by dental floss, just to, to give the analogy, like, but, but things are like, are obviously significantly different and that's caused some real struggles, real pain points in the midst of it. So it's, so it's not like, you know, it is, it doesn't feel like it's totally, okay. maybe it feels like it's harder than it should be. Right. Does that make sense? Like it, it, for people who are like struggling and they're like, ah, oh, man, like, I don't know. Like I look around, like things are like, you know, they're different, but they're not that different. Like everybody, all these other people have it harder than I do. Why is this so hard for me? Like what, wh- how would you, I don't know. How would, how would you suggest? Yeah. I mean them? like s- someone who maybe they still have a job, they're working from home. Yeah. They're not, you know, struggling in the ways that some people are financially, they're yeah. healthy and those kinds of things It can be disorienting in that sense. You know, you said something in our first one, Scotty, that I think is, uh, uh stuck with me and I think is really, really, really helpful. Um, about creating temporary rhythms mm. in life. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say um, for, for anybody, um, but I think especially for those people who are um, doing okay, but uh, maybe the externals of life are okay, but there's some struggles internally and maybe more subtle things. I think creating those rhythms and maybe readjusting them every few weeks as well mm. to kind of a, a new season of uh, of um, uh, tweaking them to make them better support you in that time. I think adding those to life is, is really important and something that has stuck with me throughout this whole, whole process that I need to, uh, I need to put in those temporary rhythms. And I would say there's something about the way that the world is right now that continually pushes against that. Mm. There's something about the way that things are set up that just undercuts our our rhythms that we're setting up for ourselves because it feels so unnormal and maybe it's also like new information's coming out all the time and like things are changing and maybe what your work is expecting of you is changing constantly and what everyone else around you is expecting of you is changing constantly i think there needs to be a a, a regular reassessment of what are the rhythms of my life that i need to orient my heart around god and to set my mind on what matters in the midst of this and i think that's really really important yeah it's it's so good, and I think. Well, you said it. That's why it's so good. That's that is an excellent <laughs> point. <laughs> I'm so glad. Not a terrible idea. Not a horrible <laughs> point. No. You know, and it it also makes me think of. Um, it also makes me think of those that are even like feel like things are like going relatively normal, right? That maybe. maybe even you know even more so than that they're like you know what yeah we we created some rhythms like things are you know th- things are kind of cruising along um and and yet i think sometimes we we get surprised by the weight of a season like this uh, often and i think that, that the lord wants to i think we, we see like the lord wants to use it right the lord wants to use it to not to sanctify us but but ultimately just to to relate to us more uh, make us increasingly dependent on him. I mean, wh- one of the things that's been interesting, I think, for me, is I we've been with with our our kids being a little bit older. The, the transition to home's been difficult in a whole host of, di- of different ways. Uh, we also did 
did a version of this type of homeschool last year with Harper. And so there was a familiarity to it. Like we were kind of like, okay, like, but you know, this is hard. It's not ideal. Managing four kids is definitely different than like managing one, but we've figured out some at least paces that generally work. And, and, and I, and I've been able to find out, find some rhythms that, 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 that generally work. And, um, and you know, I, I had a couple of days this week where I was like, okay, you know, like that was pretty, like, I don't know, I, I want to see how I can serve others, see who else I can think about, because, like, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, this is kind of working, you know? And Thursday night, um, Laura and I, we try to reserve some time Thursday night for date night, and oftentimes, and especially during this time, that just means, like, takeout and, like... Tara's Himalayan cuisine. Tara's. Love it. <laughs> eat, um, eat local, everybody. Favorite. Order yeah. Tara's. Is it even open right now? It totally is. Oh, eat Tara's. Yep. <laughs> totally is. You can get takeout there. Hidden Garden, Thai. Love that. Um, Give me some Penang. Ooh, there we go. And our, you know, our, our, so, so we wanted some sushi on Thursday night and our sushi place. Uh, now I'm like blanking on it. The name of it. It's on Washington, like right where like the Washington's come together. Uh, Copenhagen. No. Oh, right. It's right across <laughs> the street from Copenhagen. It's right <laughs> across the street from the Copenhagen. Bakery. Anyways, it's going to come to me later. You on, have a computer in front of you. I, the I Metro do. Cafe. <laughs> it's not the Metro Cafe. Um, so we, we we wanted sushi. So we, Matt's gonna look it up for us. So so we we wanted sushi, and I and I like after a couple of long days, I'm like I just need a walk, right? And it's a couple of miles away, but totally worth it. We're just gonna go walk, pick up our sushi, walk home, um, and we get about three quarters of the way there. Uzumaki, Uzumaki, so good. I always I always want to call it Ekamai, but that's the Thai place. Uh, Uzumaki. That's exactly it. Actually, and is they Ekamai a Greek word? I don't know. It's the middle middle form. So we get there. <laughs> so, that's a coin a Greek joke for those <laughs> keeping score at home. <laughs> so we get we get like three quarters of the way there, and Laura mentioned something about like uh, you know our like our prayer time, and we we had been like doing some family prayer time like. Uh, er, earlier on during this like quarantine time and because of a few different things we were doing like some of that had fallen away and she she kind of like asked about like hey you know like what what do you think about that like is that something we we want to continue and like i lost it hmm. like i lost it on like on on the corner of Sepulveda in washington i was like got so defensive i was like what I, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do everything. Like I'm trying. Like I'm. I'm scheduling everything. Like I don't know what. Like, do you have a solution with the problem you've like now? You know, offered. I mean, I didn't yell at my wife, but like, I was not happy. Hmm. And she's like, "What?" Like all of a sudden, she's like deer in the headlights. Like, what just happened? And she and I'm like, I'm like, no, don't don't look at me like that. Like I'm not the one being unreasonable, right? And so she, she, she All, always the always yeah. the thought process. Anytime the, someone exactly. says I'm not the one being unreasonable, <laughs> that's the sign of just impartial objectivity. So thankfully, we've been married like I mean, we've been married 17 years at this point, and she's like, okay, like this isn't like <laughs> been here before. She's like, I'm, okay, I'll just okay, like you know, whatever, whatever you want. Like I'm, I'm not gonna like push this. And we walk like two blocks further, and I like sit down on the curb, and I'm like. I don't know what's wrong with me, right? Like, I don't know, like, I don't know where this, like, came from. And she's like, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, like, 
And it was, I mean, it was this tiny little, you know, I mean, it, 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 it took a while. Like I had to process, she had to process. We like talked. I, I was late picking up our sushi because we were like, and I'm like, well, hey, it's social distancing. Nobody's around. We can have this conversation here on the corner of Washington and Cotner, you know, like it doesn't, like it doesn't matter. Um, so uh, I, so if, if you drove by though, yes, that was me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I was like, but it what it what it reminded me was number one just of how the, the the tensions the difficulties and the pressures and this like push on all of us in unique ways. Number two, how like we're coming into this situation like it's it's not like our hearts like all of a sudden got perfected, right? And we don't have these same tensions and struggles and the things and 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 the defensiveness and the pride and the confusion in fact sometimes like these situations are even more confusing and it, you know what it, it it made me realize that we not only need like grace we, we not only need grace for ourselves in the midst of this i think we've been encouraged but i i think we would want to also just encourage you to have grace for one another i i think there's a pretty good chance that most people who are listening right now are like like they're, they feel like their marriage is kind of struggling like I, I'm not sure if this is a situation where people are like, you know what, my marriage is thriving. Like this is this is what my marriage was like designed for. And uh, wh- what I want to like say to you and and uh, say to you is that there's a like, it, I think what God's calling us to in this time is not only to have grace for ourselves, but to have grace for one another. To extend that, I mean, it was there was the kind of grace in that moment that Laura extended to me. I think the the grace that we can extend to one another that just that just says, yeah, like th- this is hard, and we don't have to like understand it all, and and l- like let's try to figure out together what the road forward looks like, right? What the next few steps look like, you know, t- together because I think we are around one another and together more, and, and that's gonna like rub in unique ways right it's gonna gonna impact us in different well across the board too i mean like for for everyone so like if you're if you're you know single and your your quarantine is like just you yeah you know and like maybe you're you know you're maybe you work freelance or whatever so it's very isolating a way of of extending grace is when people are maybe a little more absent than you'd like them to be mm. from your text messages. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of like just, just a couple seconds before jumping to that conclusion. Like, and that when you're someone like me who's slammed with people in your house, that you're taking a few seconds to consider how different everyone's situation is and kind of how we're all carrying something. Um, and maybe take that time to send a text. But like there's just different ways that which yeah. showing grace looks like a lot of different things yeah. for a lot of different people in different situations. And it's just being extra cognizant that we're all carrying something and we're carrying it in different ways with different pain points, mm-hmm. I think is just a huge way of handling a time that feels a lot more crushing in a sense now. Crushing might be, might be too strong, but it might not be, it might be accurate mm-hmm. than it did week two. Yeah. So... I, I think I think that's absolutely true, and and I think that one of the things that's really interesting is we have this call to this New Testament call as brothers and sisters in Christ to bear with one another, right? And we we see it over and over to bear with one another, and so it's not just like show grace to one another because that's how you're going to get through this. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it, it's God's calls us to show grace to one another, to bear with one another, to be forgiving towards one another, um, because that's how He has shown us love, right? And it's this thing, uh, 
powerful way that we, and I think that one of the things that I, I've seen even for me is that there's um, all the ways like all the ways like before this that I knew how to bear with people. Like I knew how I was going to need to bear with people. This is just, it just introduces a whole host of new ways, right? New things that, that I'm not used to bearing with. I'm not used to having yeah. to bear with both, right? I'm not used to ha having to deal with these things myself and I'm not used to having to bear with these things in, in the lives of those around me, whether it's a roommate or a spouse or a child or a parent or a friend that's not as responsive as you, as you, you know, you want them to be. And so that, that's not just a like good tip to get through life. Like this is what it uniquely looks like to strive for, um, Christ-like love in, 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 in the midst of, um, any situation. Well, that's the teaching. This. So I was with my, my young girls mm -hmm. a couple days ago. I started saying, God, you know, ladies, like we have to just be, it's a, it's a hard time for everybody. We have to just be extra patient with each other. And I think it was the, the five-year-old who looked at me and said, like, extra patient? Like she didn't have a cat. She understands patience as patience. Mm -hmm. Like extra patience. If you have to be extra patient now, it means you weren't patient before. And she's <laughs> five. And I was, I was, that's part of the learning to me is yeah, like, yeah. yeah, this is an interesting thing where maybe extra patience isn't actually a thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're just learning the depths of what Christ likeness looks like in a new way, mm -hmm. which isn't meant to necessarily shame us into some, some spiral, but to just say there's ways that God works in this to teach us what life like Jesus is. And, and I actually, I, I think that's a, a, a perfect example of the, how the interaction, right? Even mm -hmm. between you and your five-year-old uh, helps to in both of your hearts, like bring out these, these truths that we need to be reminded yeah. of that we need to see. And, and it's why actually I think that interaction with one another is so important, even when it, it, it requires difficulty. But that we talked about, I mean, you, you talked about weeks ago, Brian, like this, this is intended to be physical distancing, not social distancing. Mm -hmm. um, we, we do need to be physically distant from one another, but if you're like, if you're particularly struggling, if you're particularly having a hard time, if you're, if you're even if your marriage is having a particularly difficult time and you don't know what to do like you don't know where to go you don't know where to turn or your relationship with your roommates right or you're maybe living alone and you are feeling like lonelier than you've ever felt in your life like we we want to bear with these things together in our community groups in our relationships with one another as your pastors like th that is our greatest heart is to walk with you through this and so um the reality is when, you know, when we check in, reach out to us, when we check in, like be, feel free to be honest with us. Like we, that's, we wanted to be honest. <laughs> we wanted to be honest today with you and just about kind of some of the places we're at, uh, in order pastor's to just problems. That's, <laughs> that's what the, the name of this podcast. one is. <laughs> uh, but more than anything to kind of open the door, uh, for you to have these conversations with one another and for you to have these conversations with, with, with us if need be, because, um, we really do really do desire it and, and recognize the fact that this is a unique season where God is calling us to uh, show grace, to bear with one another. And that starts with the only way we can do that is to remember and be reminded of his grace. And that's what we're, we're in one another's lives for. So well, and there's, I know, I know you're kind of wrapping no, it up, but um, something, so community, yeah. we were doing our community group Zoom call, uh -huh. right? Closing prayer, uh, Eric Boucher was uh -huh. praying. And we're, we're moving on Saturday. Uh -huh. And he said something in his prayer about the idea of like moving into a new home and this kind of echo of like getting finally home. Mm -hmm. 
which was not a category I had been thinking in at all. I was thinking about how to get moving boxes and like <laughs> if I need to like do you Clorox box like what how does this work and like all the like I was just head down. And I've been ruminating on that. And that's mm. a piece of community helping. But I think for, for a lot of you out there right now, like there is a big question mark of when is this all done? Mm. Like when is this finished? Um, and I think that one of the things, that despite this being not a great thing, and there's no, it's not like this is a wonderful time we're going through, but there is a way of seeing in maybe a clearer light uh, what it would look like to not just come out of a time of quarantine, but to come out of this particular age and into a new one. Mm. Um, and that's going to happen one day. Like there's, this is a, the, the light at the end of the tunnel of this is a very, very small flickering candle. And there's a giant, you know, torch light at the end of all of this. And you think about what it would be like to be able to go out right now and just meet with people and, you know, go everywhere and with no fear and like how great that would be. And like, and just, for me, it's been helpful mm. to think a little bit about what, how this is teaching me, what it's going to look like to leave mm. sin and suffering behind. Like there's a much bigger light at the end of this. Mm. And if this can point me to that even a little bit, there's something really good that's going to come out of this time, even though this time is not good. Mm. That's a, <laughs> such an important reminder. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we, we should just wrap there. I think we should wrap with our, our, eyes pointed there right remembering that and and we just want to remind you that we in the midst of all this that we, we love you and the community around you loves you um imperfectly as we do uh and that the god who is there the god who has prepared that day and is uh preparing in in, in patience uh for the dawning of that day um is the perfect one who loves us perfectly as well. So hope you have a great week. Um, we miss you and we will talk to you soon.